The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. on there it's, it's just it's just johnny i'm uh i'm from north carolina there's not remotely any sort of class to that name and i'm joined by <laughs> mr matt johnson over there hello everybody how are you matt has way more class than me it's johnson <laughs> johnson um dude i i know it's only been two weeks since our last episode but i honestly feel like it's been forever since we've done an episode of this i know this is a. Uh, well, no, if, don't listen if you're uh, part of my other shows. This is the one I have the most fun doing. Oh, no. Don't tell Trevor. Oh, he's going to listen to Oh, he to does it. listen to these. Take him. Okay. Other than the one with Trevor. <laughs> but to be fair, you know, the one with Trevor, Retro Bliss, uh, we, don't, we don't have a set schedule for it. So, um, you know, uh, you know we, last week we covered, I mean, the other last week. Is that how you say two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fancy. That's fancy talk for... Two weeks yeah, the ago, other yeah. last week, uh, we, <laughs> we covered Pizza Hut. So I thought it was only fitting that we would follow that up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One of my absolute favorite things, Matt. Yeah, it's it was a great choice. I, you know, and we're going to get to like our personal history in a little bit. But, I mean, we all know how big of a cultural impact that TMNT has had. Uh, very well-renowned. Everybody knows they're the, some of the most easily identifiable fictional characters of all time. Oh, yeah. uh, and, of course, they eat pizza. I mean, that's that's what hooked me into them. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, aside from some other things. They but. do uh, they do fighting, like kung fu fighting, and they eat pizza. Uh, those are two things I like to watch and eat. So <laughs> the only thing that's missing is if they were like ninja pizzas. Oh, man. We, oh, man. That would Nobody be... take that idea. We. That's a t-shirt. Johnny, <laughs> no, yeah. Johnny, start designing that. We're going to get a comic book right Oh, I like Ninja it. pizzas. I mean, we're going to start this on the ground like Ninja Turtles. I like this. Ye- yes, we are. Yes, we are. You can be my lyric <laughs> to my Eastman, and we'll get this done. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, but before we get started, I just want to say that today's episode is brought to you by uh, Sadness and Despair. Uh, I <laughs> What? <laughs> Have you ever felt Sadness and Despair? You know what? Me too. You're just being a Johnny. Don't, don't be a Johnny. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, those things are coming up soon, so let's be happier. Uh, this message is brought to you by Sadness and Despair. Uh, we are ready for the first segment of the show, and that, of course, is our personal history with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First, I feel like my personal history uh, may be uh, – I'm going to have to figure out a way to make it short. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to follow that sadness and despair part? Oh, just do it in a really sad voice. 
Okay. Um, I can't do that. Uh, I've been way too good of a... You are from... (laughs) Okay. There you go. Uh, No, um, I actually have a really cool connection with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, actually. Um, My great-uncle, Patrick Johnson, is a... uh, He's big in martial arts. Uh, He's known amongst the greats with, like, Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee. He has a big part in Hollywood, and my great uncle Pat was actually the fighting coordinator for the Ninja Turtles movies, the first few. Um, you have it's a when, really cool. You told me this. You have no idea how amazing that was to me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I think I sent you the picture you of him with them unmasked. You did, yeah. Uh, and this was like a cool thing. This actually connected me to a lot of pieces of entertainment. Uh, to be honest with you, I, you know, I'm not going to say that I see him all the time. Um, this is, you know, it's more immediately my dad's grand uh, uncle. But, um, you know, I've seen him here and there. Uh, I was actually sent an autographed picture. I do not know where it is, but there's an autographed picture of the one that I sent you, Johnny, with him and all the Ninja Turtles together. Oh, man. Uh, I think I'm going to blame my parents on that one for why I can't find it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you go look up my Uncle Pat, he's done that. Um, he's also did fighting choreography for movies like Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, he was in yeah, oh, the first man. one, Annihilation. You're destroying me over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I know, I know. He this this one will bring you down a little bit. He also did Batman and Robin. You know what? I'll forgive it. Like if he did Ninja Turtles <laughs> and he did you know uh, Mortal Kombat, like for me that covers up other sins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and he was also he, not to brag, but he was in uh, Enter the Dragon too. Oh wow! Uh, with Bruce Lee, he was actually physically in it. He was one of the one of the mobsters, I think. That's cool. Um, that's that's freaking cool. It, it is really cool, but it's like Ninja Turtles, man. Like it doesn't get anything bigger than that. Like Ninja Turtles, after you know, he's done so much. Uh, but to be connected with Ninja Turtles, it, it's like an instant bridge. And like I said, I don't see him all the time. I. You know, I rarely talk to him. Uh, he's getting really up there in age, but um, that's like a connection that I can say that I have with my great uncle, who's done so much cool stuff. Is that you know he's a big part of why Ninja Turtles hit the mainstream. I mean, really, those I mean they were a popular comic book. Um, you know, of course, big comic book. But once those movies happen, you know there's an audience there waiting to be had, and that took everything and he did really good he did really great with the fighting choreography despite them having to wear those giant costumes oh yeah um so yeah that's i mean that's really my personal connection i've done the you know had all the toys when i was growing up watched the movies read some of the comics i didn't read as many comics as i would have liked but i've always been immersed in tmnt culture so to speak yeah that's you have no idea how amazing that is (laughs) Like uh, for me, I I I'm a uh, professed giant Ninja Turtle nerd. I they're probably my absolute favorite pop culture thing of all time. They, I've loved them since I was like five years old. This is no joke. I I mean, as many know, I'm actually an artist. Follow me on Instagram, uh, cheap plug Johnnyism28. And uh, the first thing that I ever remember actually trying to draw was a Ninja Turtle. That is no lie. And I have loved them forever. Of course, I was brought up when that original cartoon came up. And then I remember when I went to the library, the public library, this is for the people who don't know these, these things they have these things called books. Uh, and I don't want to, have to explain books, but they're, uh, they're like, uh, each page is a s- short movie. 
<laughs> but you got to read it with your hand. But they also happen to have some graphic novels in there. And I found the original Ninja Turtles graphic novels in there, like when they put them into a, you know, the first few issues into a book. And I, of course, checked it out, and then my mind was blown because it was a totally different. Ver- the original Turtles, and we'll get into it, are totally different from that cartoon. And that really, really set my mind ablaze to how awesome these turtles were. And they've been honestly with me, and it sounds really weird to say, but I'm just going to say it. They've been with me ever since. <laughs> uh, See. I I absolutely love the Ninja Turtles uh, to the point where this is the franchise. And I love other stuff. Like, I love Star Wars. You know, I love, uh, I love like, the, the Jurassic Park movies and such. I love dinosaurs. Yeah. But they just don't for me don't compare it to the ninja turtles and how much i love it. i had all i had so many toys uh, i would even go over to other friends houses and play with their ninja turtle toys shout out to trevor and, and Derek. uh we would go over there we'd, we'd have ninja turtle fights and stuff i was very jealous because they had the ninja turtle van before i did uh so we would <laughs> drive around in the van uh we would i would pretend to we would pretend to be ninja turtles when we were outside <laughs> you know uh making up little weapons and such uh, I was always Raphael because that, that's that's my dude right there. Um, which I need to talk to you about that <laughs> tournament we did. <laughs> oh yeah, it's still it's still in the runnings. Um, yeah, Michelangelo and Leonardo are in the finals. Yeah, that's so. my that's my issue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so I have I have loved this is probably the the thing I nerd out the most, which is saying something because I nerd out about a lot of stuff, but uh, it's. The the turtles just they just clicked with me like I was at the the right age when they kind of came out and they got big the first time, yeah. And then when I was in like elementary school, that's when all the you know when their faces were on everything from lunch. I had a I had a Ninja Turtle lunchbox. I would get those little Ninja Turtle uh, fruit pies that were green on the inside, but I loved them because they came with little Ninja Turtle stickers. Uh, I had to play. I had the uh, the trading cards. I mean, I had. I was just a Ninja Turtle nerd, so uh, I'm very excited to do this episode, <laughs> and I promise everybody that I will not, uh, try, I will try not to make this like a four hour long episode. Uh, I could easily <laughs> do it, just like we probably could easily done it with Star Wars, but we will condense it, so uh, when we get into this stuff, uh, just know that there were probably some things that will be left out, and it's just because we can't cover all of it, we just don't have the time. Yeah, unfortunately so, but yeah, we gotta hit that sweet spot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's right. A uh, bunch of O faces over here. Now, uh, are we ready for the history of the teenage mutant ninja turtles? Our old enemy Shredder must be nearby. So I found another connection to myself and the Ninja Turtles, Matt, when I was doing research for this. Now, most of this stuff I already kind of knew. No humble brag. But there are some stuff in here that I, I found that I was like, huh. Uh, most of this is going to come from an uh, an article in which uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were interviewed. They're, they're the creators of the Ninja Turtles. So a lot of this comes from their mouths. Uh, I, wanted, I felt like that would probably be the best source. <laughs> you know, uh, with the thing that they created, so... But they actually created this in 1983, the year I was born. So two great things came from that. Oh, year. That's, <laughs> well, that's one, a pretty cool connection. Yeah, one great thing and one sad and despaired thing. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll let you figure out which is which. <laughs> so in 1983, in Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. I always say Laird. It's spelled L-A-I-R-D, but I've heard people pronounce it other ways. But I always say Laird. Uh, Eastman, uh, they were just like sitting around in their apartment. And Eastman just jokingly sketched. I mean, he was just they were just making jokes, uh, trying to make each other laugh. And he just and he just sketched. And you can actually find this sketch uh, online: an upright turtle that had nunchucks that were just like taped to its wrist, because you know it, it had turtle. You know, turtles don't actually have hands. Here's a, here's a spoiler alert. So the nunchucks were actually rat like they were taped to his. <laughs> to, it's really funny looking, and he tried to make them look sort of like a ninja. So technically, Michelangelo was the first Ninja Turtle ever drawn. Uh, but so he passes he passes this sketch to Laird, who loves it, and he just laughs and he takes it and actually takes that sketch and sort of refines it a little bit. And soon we have four turtles, each with their own ninja weapon. And as they're just discussing this, they're like, you know what? This would this would actually be a pretty great idea. Uh, and at this time, they were both uh, huge huge Daredevil fans, the comic book Daredevil. So you can actually find a lot of influence on Dare, from Daredevil in these first run of comics. Um, actually, some people consider the first run of Ninja Turtles to be sort of a parody to Daredevil in a way. I mean, it's the, I could see that. Uh, yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. I, I've, I always have made those connections. I always thought they were a little weird. Yes. Um, but now you saying it, and while doing the research, you know, actually officially hearing that, uh, that's. A pretty cool little tidbit. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, instead of the hand, you have the foot. You know, that's, I mean, that's one thing. Uh, you know, the, uh, instead of the stick, you got splinter. So there's all kinds of little things like that that they would do. Uh, so let's go to March of 1984. Eastman and Laird created their own company, and they called it Mirage Studios. And they named it Mirage because literally they didn't have a studio. <laughs> the studio was a Mirage. Uh, (laughs) that's how they got the name Uh, genius it really is Uh, so to get this started Eastman used he had a tax return of $500 Laird had $200 in his bank account then he emptied that and they borrowed uh, around $1,300 from Eastman's uncle and with that they uh, wrote and created and printed 3,000 comics of issue number one uh, and they had just enough left over after that, after the, getting those printed, to actually run an ad in Comic Comics Buyer's Guide magazine, which was the smartest thing they did because that ad paid off uh, and then some. They sold all three thousand copies within a few weeks, which is pretty amazing. Honestly, that's that's huge for an unknown comic to come out of nowhere, uh, not to be published by you know Marvel or DC. That's pretty dang amazing. Uh, and, I think that's why it's in such high regard, too, is yeah. because it competed. I mean, yeah, you had all Dark Horse, Image. I'm not exactly sure when those came out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was really mainstream. Everything was mainstream at that point. If you weren't associated with Marvel or DC, you weren't getting that type of publicity. And, and, and yeah, I think that's why it does have such a special place in a lot of you know traditionalists, especially like yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, that kind of makes it stand out a little more. It gives it a little, bit, a little bit more of a uniqueness that it doesn't have the Marvel name or the DC name up there. I mean, that to me, I think even today, if you're not a Marvel or DC book and you get uh, fairly mainstream, it's it's a testament to how good your book is. Yeah. So they also ended up printing another 6,000 copies of this issue, number one. Um, and, man, have you ever read the first uh, couple issues of Ninja Turtles? 
I actually have not. This is something I want to cover on the the uh, the panel discussion. Cheap plug. Um, <laughs> it, it's definitely because I know you want to do it. Yeah. Uh, I know Greg's talked about doing it, and this is something I would like to go back and read. All right. So a couple of years ago, IDW, and we'll get to them at some point in this, uh, but they released a like a couple of hardcover uh, books that have the original comics in it and black and white and all this stuff. They're still like how they were. Uh, and, uh, I have those and they are, uh, you know, if you compare, if you grew up on the cartoon and then you read these comic books, they are a giant contrast to each other because they are not remotely kid friendly in these original comics. They are, uh, it's very violent for one. They actually use their ninja weapons and <laughs> stab and, and cut. And cause the, the foot soldiers are people, they're real people, they're real ninjas. They're not robots. So they're they're literally murdering people left and right in these books, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. Which is awesome, but it does bring up an issue, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which we'll get to uh, when when we get to the cartoon. But uh, so they're uh, and they all had. I remember the thing that really blew me away was like when I was a kid and I saw the cover because the covers were in you know in color. All the turtles had red bandanas, you know, because I because when I was first saw them, they all had their different colors. And I was like, oh my gosh, they all have red bandanas. What's going on here? So it, it, there's all kinds of things that are a little different. And Eastman and, and Laird have a unique art style, especially Eastman. Uh, so it really it really stood out for a lot of different reasons. You said they all had red, red the red headbands? At the very beginning, yes. See, I do you remember the old TMNT game for Nintendo? Yes. The, the first one? Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, because the cover art for that had that style. Yes. None of them had original colors. They did in the game, but on the cover art, it was all the red. Right. I never, I never knew that why that was. It's really cool. Yeah, that's why. Because the the very original, uh, uh, original run of comic books, they all have the same bandana color. Uh, so in uh, May of 1984, this is just a year after you know, they originally created the Turtles. They actually had already made enough money to even pay Eastman's uncle back, which is incredible considering like this is such a small run comic book and uh they didn't have any backing from anybody else you know this is just their thing they literally self-published these so it's pretty incredible um they would go on for like the every issue after that because they were so huge they wouldn't get up to where they were making hundreds of thousands of copies of each one uh so it really really it really really you know caught on so from here on out i'm going to kind of uh knock the Ninja Turtles into two parts and one's going to be the comics. We're going to go through the comics real quick and then the, uh, the cartoon and the toys. So, uh, <clears throat> let's, let's go to the comics in 19 from 1984 to 1995. That's when Mirage studios, that's Eastman and Laird's own company that they made. Uh, they published 75 regular issues plus some miniseries, some one shots and some spinoffs. And you can find some strange Ninja Turtle books from this time. I literally have, I think I got two or three of the, these little books that are, they're comic books in a way, but if you open them up, it's literally like each one's of each turtle. Like I have the Raph and I have the Donatello one. And if you open them up and you're flipping through them, it's just them showing you like Donatello showing you bow techniques to use with your bow staff. And Raphael's showing you moves <laughs> you can do with your size. And it's literally like just teaching you like, <laughs> like Kung Fu moves and Ninja moves with, with these Ninja weapons. And that's all these books are. 
That's way better than those those kung fu ads from the from the comic books. Where like, oh, you pay X amount of money, and I will I'll send you a VHS tape with where you will master kung fu. That is way better. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know what I always wanted to do? Like, I really that's one of my favorite things about reading the old comic books is seeing the old advertisements. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really wanted some of those glasses where you're supposed to be able to see through walls. You remember those? <laughs> yes. I guarantee they didn't work, or and they probably uh, you know. <laughs> It probably destroyed your retinas, but, you know, I really wanted them. Uh, so, and actually from 1988 to 1995, Archie Comics, of all things, actually started putting out the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures. They did 72 issues of these. I have a number of these as well. This is, they really took these from the cartoon version of the Turtles. Uh, these are definitely Archie art inspired. You can definitely tell that they have like an Archie art style to them. Uh, if you, I think most people know who Archie comics are, right? You have Archie and, uh, who are the other characters in Archie? I'm, I'm blanking on them. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I, I've never, I know what you're talking about, you know, you know, Jughead. And, Jughead, you know, thank you. That's something like, I don't know why I can think of yeah. Jughead, what I mean. But yeah, uh, so they started putting out the Ninja Turtles and they had a pretty decent run. I remember going to bookstores looking for these books, uh, and then from 1996 to 1999, this is when the Turtles were really strange. Image Comics actually started putting out the Ninja Turtles. Uh, and now, uh, and now, like, Eastman and Laird do not recognize these books as canon, actually. Because they did some strange things in these. As in, Splinter at one point becomes a bat. Uh, I'm not making that up. Instead of a rat, he turns into a bat. Uh, Donatello actually becomes like a cyborg-type character. Uh, Leonardo actually loses a hand. Um, uh, Raphael actually becomes the new Shredder so there's all kinds of weird uh, things they did Raphael becomes the head of the Foot Clan and uh, but you know if you go back and you talk to Laird he's like well, yeah we don't this, this, is, this isn't canon <laughs> it doesn't because in 2001 <laughs> they actually went back to Mirage and he completely ignored all that stuff that happened in, at Image Comics oh good yeah. yeah that's weird that's weird <laughs> yeah so from 2001 to th- 2010 they put out around about 31 issues on Ninja Turtles, so it was really sporadic. Um, this was kind of at the time where they, the popularity had really dwindled for Ninja Turtles. It really kind of calmed down for sure. Nowhere near the height it was at. And then in 2011, and I actually remember this very well, IDW starts publishing the Ninja Turtles. And I actually have the, this is another humble break, I have the first, it's got to be 40 to 50 issues of uh, this Ninja Turtle run. Uh, because I loved it, and it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. It's very, very good. I think it, they're still currently publishing it now. I've not caught up on it, but I've heard good things about that. It's still very good. Uh, but yeah, I really, really recommend it, especially if you're a fan of the Ninja Turtles. They do a good job of sort of looking back at their past and kind of bringing it up into this this version of the Turtles. Uh, I mean, as in like Bebop and Rocksteady are in it, and they're really, you know, you wouldn't want to mess with them in this one. They're actually, you know, uh, halfway competent. <laughs> <laughs> as compared to the cartoon speaking of the cartoon Matt let's get animated uh, in 1986 Playmates Toys approaches Eastman and Laird and says hey uh, this Ninja Turtle thing's catching on we think we can make some Ninja Turtle toys however the current version of the Turtles which was the original comic books like I mentioned before, are a smidge, just a smidge too violent for children. A.K.A. 
not good for selling toys because at that time, uh, adult collectors were not really. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure they were a thing, but you know, like compared to today. Uh, oh, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. So everything was geared toward kids, and uh, this is not uncommon. Most of your because uh, they would go on and say, "Hey, we'll do this, but we want an animated show to help sell it." That is not uncommon. That's exactly how He-Man got started as well. Uh, the same thing. They wanted to animate it. That's how the animated cartoon of He-Man was even remotely invented, was to sell the toys. Same thing with this. The reason that the animated show was even made was to help sell Playmates toys of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, and they did a damn fine job of it, too. No. Oh, my Lord. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> they changed a few things. One of the... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I. They, one of the best all-time toy lineups of all time. You could put those turtles in any sort of, you know, attire and build around it and make it work. And they did such a good job. My grandmother, um, when we were younger, she used to have an entire toy box just filled to the brim with TMNT toys. You know, just the, I don't even, there were so many different ones, so many different ones. Yeah. I, miss them but that's what we used to play with all the time man that was that was a big deal for me i had so many different versions of raf it's it's not even kidding i even had i even had the donatello when he was in a trench coat i had all these things uh yeah <laughs> so they wanted this animated cartoon to help sell the toys but they had to change some few things to make them more kid friendly this is when the bandanas changed color to help the kids actually identify the turtles better uh you know it's a little you know if you're a kid it's kind of easier to say oh the blue one's leonardo i mean it's a lot easier to do that uh, the turtles now really, this is when their love of pizza really gets established is in this cartoon. Uh, the foot clan are turned into robots. Uh, they start instead of cussing, they say like things like cowabunga, which really, I remember saying that as a kid called the Ninja Turtles. Um, the, the bad guys are kind of bumbling fools. <laughs> uh, despite actually looking really cool, they're kind of, you know, idiots, even Shredder at times is an idiot. Um, so, in December of 1987, the first five episodes debut. And here's the thing that I didn't know. Uh, they actually had to air these first five three different times before they actually even caught on. The first two times, it didn't really do anything. But apparently, they believed in it so much that they said, let's air this one more time and give it a shot. And that's when it catches on. So, from 1988 to 1996, there are 188 episodes of this cartoon. I am currently going through and watching them. I think I'm on episode 80. They're really quick to get through. They're only like 20, 23 minutes long uh, without commercials. Uh, they are <laughs> amazing in some of the worst ways. <laughs> uh, the animation is uh, of that time for sure. And by that I mean, oh yeah. And by that I mean they uh, definitely took some shortcuts. You know, at times the. Uh, I, I would assume that sometimes cheaper the better was probably one of their mottos. You know, they would reuse shots and such. Um, I remember when I was a kid, they would always bug me if the wrong turtle was, the wrong voice came out of the wrong turtle because it happened all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, like if Raphael's voice was coming out of Leonardo's face, it's like, nope, that's not right. Speaking <laughs> of the voices, this they actually had some famous voice actors and actors doing these voices. Rob Paulson, who's done a lot of very famous cartoon voices that I guarantee you know. Townsend Coleman, the same thing. Barry Gordon and Cam Clark were all the voices of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, these are big names in, in animation. Uh, and then in the at the year uh, 2000, Eastman actually sells his part of the Ninja Turtles 
to Laird. So Laird owns the Turtles outright at this time. Um, and then in 2009, this is where they're sold to Nickelodeon. And then they they brought out their own animated series, which actually, which is actually very, very good. I do recommend it as well. Uh, but 1990, Matt, the first movie of Ninja Turtles comes out with a budget of $13.5 million. And this thing destroys at the box office. Uh, it was the, at the time, it was the biggest grossing independent film ever. Yeah, it did really, really good. I was looking at the numbers, and we'll talk about some of them during the stats portion of the show. Um, but, yeah, I think it was the it did the best out of all of the original ones, obviously yes. being the first one. Um, and it, it, I mean, it holds up statistically financially to some of the, the modern ones that they came out with. Yeah. And I've, I've obviously seen this movie many times, uh, quite a few, like, I can't even remember how many times I've seen this thing. Uh, but it's, to me, it still holds up. The movie itself still holds up. It's, it's very good. Uh, it's a great introduction of the turtles. It kind of finds a good fine line between the cartoon and the comics. It sort of kind of rides in between in a way. Um, but I, I mean, even, I even had the toys from this movie because I love this movie so much. <laughs> uh, I'll actually remember. This is how into the turtles I was. I was not able to see this one in the theater, but the second it came on VHS, uh, my grandma. She either rented it or bought it. I don't remember which. But I was over at her house, and she put in the Ninja Turtles movie for me. And the second that Raphael screams, damn, my little kid brain exploded. (laughs) 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 And that's when I... Understandably so. Yeah, I was like... Understandably so. Because I was coming from the world of the cartoons at the time. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. (laughs) They actually cuss on here. That's pretty cool, especially to a little kid. You know, the only thing I didn't cuss before that was my dad. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna get into more in the turtle facts because there's so many little things here. But before we do that, man, I think it's time for Matt's stats. Right, yeah, Matt Stats, my favorite portion of these episodes, always. It's always cool to look at the numbers and figures as to why, um, well, why things are the way that they are. Uh, so here's a quick tidbit. That original sketch that Johnny mentioned that was really the birth of the Ninja Turtle idea, uh, in May 2012, that sketch was sold for uh, $71,700. That's amazing. Uh that's I mean, it's cool that they held on to it for so long. Like, you know, obviously it's inspiration, but the, the fact that they kept it, obviously, you know, it was really cool. In 2019, that's valued at $80,366. Um, Johnny also mentioned that printing their first comic cost about $2,000 in 1984. Well, 1984. Um, that's valued at $4,953 today to start up a comic, and it only pushed... I mean, well, not only, but uh, there was only 3,000 issues. That, that's all that that got them, as well as the advertising. So when the demand came in, obviously they got some their kickback. Um, they created various reprints. Uh, the original number one, uh, TMNT number one, 
1984, the the price was a dollar fifty, which is actually very. It was a little. That's like double the price of the average comic price from back then. I was looking at some stuff. Um, average comic book prices back then in '84, Marvel and DC were sitting around seventy-five cents, and I think Image was around sixty. That's what I was so thinking was, too. Like that was a uh, it was a little more expensive than what I would, thought it would be for a comic book back then. Yeah, and you know what? It was. <laughs> they did pretty well. And right now, in 2019 money, uh, it's valued at 372. So, just actually, I mean, kind of under, just about the price of a comic book uh, today. TMNT number one's current value: uh, a couple years ago in 2016, a 9.6 grade comic or issue of the original was sold for twelve thousand uh, dollars, meaning that a 9.8. I don't have the exact you know, grade by grade numbers here, but a 9.8 was valued at $20,000. So I think that's a pretty cool little tidbit there. Uh, the original TMNT action figures came out in 1988. They were $3.99 uh, back then. Could you imagine? I missed toy prices being like that. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in 2019 money, that those figures are valued at eight dollars and sixty-seven cents uh, a piece. There was one million dollar, excuse me, one point one billion dollars of action figures sold between nineteen eighty-eight and ninety-two, which uh, makes sense. The craze, and they just kept essentially relaunching with different attires. Man, it they had it so good. So I mean, there was like scuba, like diving, yeah. TMNT figures. There's, there's actually a site that you can go to, and I've been there many, many times. Uh, that actually is like a museum sort of thing. It's like an online museum of all the Ninja Turtle figures. I'm on uh, Toyworth. Toyworth.com. That's what I was using to get a lot of these prices. Um, but, I mean, there is there is a ton of figures. Absolute ton. And I'm very impressed with how, you know this this lineup. I mean, they were just spitting them out. Like, the, the, probably a couple dozen a year. At the very least. Yeah, that, so, that's what I mean, they would do. You can actually go back and, I mean, that museum's the only reason I even know this because I was checking it out. But they would have waves. There would be like one wave, uh, like one or two waves a year. Um, and like they'd have all, like the first wave was obviously they were just the original. Like you have the four turtles with the soft heads. Uh, yeah. And you have like, you know, April and Splinter and Bebop and Rocksteady and all that. And then after that they would start even, at one point they were even just making up characters. And those characters would appear on the cartoon at some point. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a good way to create them, yeah. that's for sure. Um, so there's that. The first movie budget, Johnny mentioned, was $13.5 million to make that movie. In 2019 money, that would have cost $26,581,262. As far as earnings go, that first movie earned $202 million, And in today's money, uh, $397,734,440. Thousand four hundred forty-five. I was so. trying to. I was racking my brain trying to think of another movie that I knew did something like that. That I just remember it like it was. It was that cheap to make, but it made so much money. Friday the Thirteenth was one like that. Yeah. They had a very low budget, and it blew up at the box office. Wasn't um, uh, the first Paranormal Activity sort of the same thing? I think. I believe it was. I, th- I think that was another one too. Um. So yeah, the, some of the other ones you know that did very well. Uh, Secret of the Oot, the, the second one, T- TMNT number two. Uh, the one with, the yeah, Oots the one with did, Kevin Nash. Yeah, that one did not do very well. You're telling me, are you the, trying to tell me I, that Vanilla Ice did not help this movie? 
<laughs> I really like that movie. I, I love it. Lie. I saw that one in the theater. I love it. <laughs> a huge drop-off. $78 million, dollars $78, $656,813 made worldwide. On a twenty-five million dollar budget in nineteen ninety-one, they were the only Lindy. reason. They were the only reason when that movie was coming out that I watched Regis and Kathy Lee because they were going to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good. Re- I do remember that. I, I well, I, I watched clips of it. Obviously, I was I wasn't even born yet when that came out. Right. Um, and then nineteen ninety-three's one, which I'm not a very big fan of, um, on a twenty-one million dollar budget, they. Gross forty two million two hundred seventy three thousand six hundred six hundred nine dollars worldwide. Um, so it still made its money. I mean, it still actually made money. It did. It, it yeah. doubled. I mean, it essentially doubled uh, what good. it was. So that, I mean, that's good. But uh, just a dramatic drop off from. Well, it's a time traveling you know, movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. Even still, like I'm surprised the second one dropped off as much as it did. I mean, that's almost one hundred and thirty million dollars was the drop off and i mean yeah maybe they maybe they were sub quality back then but i mean they just have this cult following now yeah that's just unbelievable um the animated movie that came out in 2007 on a 35 million dollar budget earned 96 million 96 thousand and 18 dollars worldwide yeah that movie uh, i think is criminally underrated i don't know if you've seen it but i it's fantastic it has a really amazing a fight scene that to me is a work of art that's between Leonardo and Raphael on rooftops in the rain. Uh, yes. I cannot recommend that movie enough. That movie is incredible. That is a good one. I do have it. I bought a, like a, like a Walmart. They saw like the discounted, like four packs of movies and they had the three, um, nineties TMNT. And then they had that one packed in with it. Um, then it got rebooted in 2014. Uh, they tried something and uh, I'm not going to say it, it, it worked, but it didn't. Uh, Johnny, I don't know how, how you felt about him, but um, 2014. Uh, I have opinions. Tw- <laughs> well, I'll ask you as soon as I'm drop- done dropping these stats. $125 million budget, earning fi- uh, $485,004,754. And the most recent TMNT, which I actually I actually enjoy this. It, it felt fun. Um, $135 million production budget. And two hundred and forty-five million three hundred twenty-eight thousand three hundred seventy-four worldwide box office. So, um, I did like the second one a lot better because they did include Bebop and Rocksteady and Crank yes. and yes. and this and that. And I, they, the turtles just felt fun. They felt like they did in the nineties. I did, I fell asleep during watching the first rebooted one. So here's here's my Michael Bay opinion on these. Um, the second one of these two, the second one in my opinion is. He leaps and bounds better than the first one. Like to me, it's not even close. The second one is just way more fun, like you said. And at least they have a. They, it's a good time movie. They just go like they just go all crazy with it, and it's just fun. Uh, and I'm going to agree with you. Adding Bebop and Rocksteady that for a kid like me who grew up well with uh, there always being a Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, yeah, you're you're going to win with me. Um. I, I this is where I have a hard time because I kind of become a hypocrite here. I really have an issue with when when older people who are my age who uh, when they complain about something that comes out because it's they're like oh man why they're doing this and it's because that thing that come out is is not for you anymore. It's for a new generation. 
It's for kids. Yeah. Um, and if we want things to continue, sometimes they have to evolve a little bit, and they got to try things to see if they work. Uh, when that when that first, when I watched that first Ninja Turtle movie from Michael Bay, I caught myself being a giant hypocrite because I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they did so many weird things. Um, I didn't even like. I don't. To this day, I don't like those designs of those turtles. I hate them. I they're hideous in my opinion. Uh, I don't like the, how huge they are. Like they made them, they're hulking things. Um, I don't like that. Yeah, at all. they were a little. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what and you they're mean. They're just ugly. They're really ugly. Uh, I see. I remember when those movies were about to come out. They were discussing, um, not even like being turtles as like their origin, right. but like some kind of alien. Yeah, thing. Yeah, that was one of the things going around. I didn't like that, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had a lot of issues with it, but I will say that at this time I was a, I was like, I was a youth leader at a church and um, the youth knew of my love of Ninja Turtles and they, and some of them went to go see this movie and they loved it. So uh, that's when I really realized and I calmed down over it. (laughs) When I was like, you know what? I'm just happy that Ninja Turtles is still popular enough to get movies made. So, uh, yeah, I, I got, I just got to recognize that, that. It, these new ones are not for me. I can still watch that second one though. Like you said, I think that was just a fun movie. Oh, it was, it was in a little tidbit too, that, uh, that when they had the, their vehicle driving around on the throughway. um, Oh God, I, I'm slipping on the name. Uh, <laughs> shame on me, but it was actually filmed in Buffalo. Oh, really? That scene was filmed in Buffalo overnight on the, uh, was it the 33? It's one of the smaller little um, throughway portions of the throughway that goes through the city yeah. um, and, and around Buff State College and stuff. That was actually filmed in Buffalo, so I thought that was a cool little tidbit. That's that's really cool. I actually like that. That's neat. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's kind of my feelings on those. I, I, I did hate them at one time, but I really softened on it when I realized that, you know, sometimes it's okay for a version of something you love to not be for you. I still have the other stuff that I loved, so. Yeah. But uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it for uh, stats on my portion. So now let's get ready for some Ninja Turtle facts. Ninja Turtles, get ready! It's an attack! A snack attack! A crunch of snack attack! It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza crunch of bunkers! Snack attack! A snack attack, Jack! Going to pieces over crunchy little pizzas! A snack attack! Pizza crunch of bunker snacks! Sounds like a crunchy snack attack, dude! I take on any ninja who takes my crunchy food! All right, so here's where I turn out to go crazy. <laughs> uh, I pride myself on my Ninja Turtle knowledge. That's the one thing that I brag about, which is uh, probably to some a very sad sentence for a human being to say. But uh, it's just the truth. I love the Ninja, Ninja Turtles so much that I would always, always read about them. And if it, like, there's a really good documentary that came out not too long ago that's all about uh, how they, you know, the creation of the Ninja Turtles and such. Uh, so uh, here are some little tidbits and stuff. Uh, when that cartoon came out, the original uh, late 80s, early 90s cartoon came out, uh, Laird was not happy with it. Uh, he he ended up not liking it very much at all. Uh, he actually wanted the Turtles to be way less goofy. Like He thought they were just too stupid and goofy. He hated that Shredder was a buffoon. He actually even hated that April O'Neil always needed to be rescued. Like He's like, in his... In his mind, she shouldn't be such a damsel all the time. She should be able to take care of herself. Uh, so there's all the things he would have changed if he was allowed to. But he said, like, you know, at the time, uh, 
Uh, they were just like, well, we need to see what can happen with this, and they let a lot of stuff happen. Uh, one of the one of the greatest things, to my in my opinion, is the connection between the Ninja Turtles cartoon and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> and that's that Uncle Phil, uh, you know, uh, James Avery, was the voice of Shredder, which is one of the coolest things that I ever found out. Because I, as a kid, that is a cool yeah. Because as a kid, I, I loved both those shows, so that was pretty awesome for me. And I still maintain that Uncle Phil is one of the best dads of all time. On, oh yeah, on TV. great dude. Yeah. Great dude. Uh, they were once sued uh, for $5 million by the host of Howdy Doody. <laughs> uh, the, the Howdy Doody show, which was before my time. I'm not even that old. Uh, they sued the Ninja Turtles because they used the word cowabunga, which Howdy Doody maintained that they had originated, which isn't true because surfers have been using it well before them. But they ended up settling for $50,000. So he got 50, 50 grand out of that. Uh, from 1988 to 1997, Playmates made over 400 different Ninja Turtle figures. And at one time in toy sales, they only trailed, uh, they were third, and they only trailed G.I. Joe and, can you guess the other one? Oh, Here's a hint, we've already, should know this. We've already covered Star Wars. There you go, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are the top two, and the Ninja Turtles was three. Uh... Steve Barron, well, let's get into the first Ninja Turtle movie, um, and best. Uh, Steve Barron directed it, and the reason that this is a name is because he's also known for being the director of uh, the AHA's Take On Me music video, and Michael Jackson's Billie Jean music video. He did those, he's well known for those. Uh, Jim Henson, and uh, very famous for the Muppets, of course, and I, I, a name I want to cover on the show at one point. Uh, they, him and his company came up with those turtle suits, the uh, the outfits that the actors wore. There's a lot of puppetry in those, especially in the heads and such. It's actually, at the time, pretty incredible what they were able to do. But Jim Henson was not happy with the movie after it came out. He thought it was... Oh, no? No, he, <laughs> he was not happy at all. He thought it was way, way too violent. He wanted it to be for kids, especially. <laughs> so he was not happy at all uh, when he actually saw oh. the movie. Which, so what did he... Which is Dude, did he like sue them or something? No, like, he never sued them or anything. I think he just said he wasn't happy with how violent it was. Did he not see those early Kermit the Frog? That's what I was about to say. Commercials? But I think he had softened by them because he done so much stuff for kids by that time. But I maintain that's probably true. But I maintain that the Muppets themselves, uh, and this is why I want to cover them so bad. They're kind of an all ages thing. They're not a just for kids thing. Yeah, uh, especially the Muppet wow. shows that would come on anyway. Uh, Actually, in the first movie, uh, Mr. Sam Rockwell, a very amazing actor, is actually has a really small role in it. And I remember uh, when I obviously when I first watched, it, I didn't know who he was. And then when I and then when I saw some movies that he was in, I was like, this guy's freaking good as an actor. Then I went back, I was like, holy crap, that's Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> he actually plays one of the uh, one of the uh, punk kids. He's like the leader of the. Oh punk, no, kidding! Yeah, he's like the leader of the punk kids, sort of. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and here is a list of, uh, I found these fascinating. I did not know some of these. Before these movies came out, there were other movie ideas that other studios had approached Eastman and Laird about. So we're going to cover those. So hold on, uh, as uh, as they would say in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Uh, <laughs> TMNT, The Next Mutation. Uh, this would be a movie in which they would kind of change some things. It would be called The Next Mutation because they would be sort of mutated. 
again, Leonardo would be like uh, X Men's Colossus. He'd be able to change his skin to be invulnerable. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> what? <the> f- <laughs> exactly. Uh, Michelangelo would be able to change into human pretty much anytime he wanted to, so he could like walk above ground with all the humans whenever he felt like it. Uh, Donatello would be a psychic. But he would also be blind, because you, you know, I guess you got to take one thing away to give him something else. And Raphael was basically a velociraptor. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah. However, uh, my favorite one that I really wish this had happened is there was a somebody pitched to them a comedy adaptation of the Ninja Turtles that would feature, and these are some big names, Gallagher. Oh my God. Sam Kinison, <laughs> Billy Crystal, and Bobcat Goldthwait. The guy talks like this. <laughs> um, those four guys uh, with their faces painted green and with turtle shells on their backs. Oh. <laughs> that was going to be the movie. To me, I've got nothing. To me, Matt. I've got to me, Matt. That's a, a terrible movie that we needed to happen. <laughs> Meltzer would have gave it five stars. I would have gave it 20. Dave Meltzer. I, I would have Oh, absolutely. This is a must-see. <laughs> From, if I could. That's like Mike. That's when Michael Jackson wanted to be Spider Man. <laughs> yes. <That's, laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, and then there was also a this, a version that was pitched to them that was an R rated version of the Ninja Turtles in which they battled. Get this. Uh, roller skating nuns who were semi naked who had Uzis. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to put your body on? <laughs> oh. The, <laughs> probably the nuns. Yeah, and they got the power of God behind them. <laughs> that is... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I really kind of said that one didn't happen either, <laughs> to be honest with you. I am. That's, oh, that's, they, that's one thing also I've been picking up on watching this the old cartoon. Uh, they really tried to kind of straddle the line of having April O'Neil be really attractive in cartoon form. <laughs> she, yeah. she had a really low like cut jumpsuit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in 1990, this is a callback to our pizza hut episode. Pizza hut came out, uh, helped them come out with a coming out of their shell tour. Uh, this was a very amazing, and I do recommend this. You can find this pretty much anywhere you want to look, uh, music tour where the turtles were rock stars. Uh, there was a live-action Ninja Turtles show uh, that was brought up by the same people who did the Power Rangers. And uh, it was called The Next Mutation. Have you ever seen this show, Matt? No, I haven't. I remember when they were advertising this show, and I was really hyped for it. Because Ninja Turtles were coming back, and it was live-action. So that you know automatically made me think about the movies. And I loved those movies, so I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this. And then it happened. And, uh, wow. Uh, the best thing that ever happened was they, they, at one episode, they did meet the Power Rangers. That's the only cool thing that ever happened. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. And it wasn't even the great, the good Power Rangers. It was like Power Rangers in space. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, it was one of those later on ones that I, that's when I started to, like, fall off as far as Power Rangers went. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was one of those later. It's either Turbo or, or, or Power Rangers in space. But I only made I it a cool concept yeah, at the time. Yeah, I only made it to two two generations of Power Rangers before I fell off. 
Uh, but I'm always a G1 uh, Power Rangers guy, though, from, from day one, always. Uh, oh, yeah. But there's also this also famously has the girl Ninja Turtle, the fifth turtle in it, uh, complete with turtle boobs, of course. Uh, you got to have those for so we know it's a girl. Um, this is the one property, uh, just like in Zombieland, when, um, you know, uh, when they ask... Uh, when they ask um, him, uh, I'm trying. To, what's the actor's name? It was uh, who did Garfield. I'm blanking on his name. It's a big, big time actor. Bill Murray. Thank Bill you. Murray. Thank you. Yeah. When they asked yeah. Bill Murray what his one regret was, and he said Garfield, uh, Laird says his one regret is this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, eh, understandably so. That's yeah. that's tough. I mean, it could have contributed too, because right, it was around that middle of the '90s where, where TMNT started to kind of fall off a little bit. Yeah, where it lost its lost its luster. Yes, yes, so for to sure. speak. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, this this is something I found really interesting. Um, at one point, if you watch the original cartoon, Michelangelo goes from using his nunchucks to using like a grappling hook. And the reason for this is actually in Europe. I don't know if it's still now, but at the time when this cartoon was huge, uh, nunchucks were a banned item. They did not want nunchucks in anything. So in order for the cartoon to get played over there, they had to get rid of the nunchucks. And that's wow. why Michelangelo at one point uh, kind of disregards the nunchucks and just primarily uses a grappling hook. Because, uh, you know, size and, and, and swords with those pointy ends that could literally kill people was just fine. <laughs> Not those nunchucks. But those nunchucks, man. Those nunchucks. Those those are an issue. But those are my Ninja Turtle facts, Matt. Got quite a few there. So now I think we're ready to talk about um, what's next. I'm blanking. <laughs> um, pretty much their impact. Thank you. Yes, we're gonna cut. Discuss, yeah, their impact on uh, and modern culture. They're they're pretty much their legacy. Obviously, they're still going on today. There's a new cartoon out now. I'm not a fan of it, but kids love it. That's what matters. Um, they're for me. They're going to be around forever in my soul, especially. <laughs> but I, I do feel that they are. They're big enough that they constantly get reinvented, which is a good thing. Which to me means they have a lasting appeal, and they know that they can uh, appeal to new generations after new generations. So I think in my opinion, uh, they're kind of up there with, uh, I'm trying to think what level of other characters that I put them up there with. I'm kind of feeling they're, they're maybe just under X-Men level for me. Yeah, I definitely put them in that, in that respect. You know, they just came out. I think really they just came out at the right time. I mean, eighties culture, eighties pop culture, Nothing can take it, and like Ninja Turtles were at the forefront of it, and they bleed, you know, bled into the '90s when shows like, like you know, when the cartoons like X Men and Spider Man came out and really blew up those those characters in the public mainstream perception. Uh, I do put them that high, you know. Still to this day, even older adults who won't even give those Ninja Turtle movies, the the newer ones, the time of day or any new content, um, you see you see T shirts, you still see 
you know, coasters and posters. And and I have a friend who, who had everything TMNT. Uh, you see a lot of TMNT-inspired art. Uh, you just see it everywhere. It's 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 pretty unbelievable that you know this this random idea that started with a joke sketch. I mean, essentially a jokey sketch drawing became this mega you know property that that's worth so much. Uh, it, it's definitely immortalized. You know, it belongs with the best of them. They're in very high regard. You know, all those characters are in such high reg- high regard and just a big part of a lot of people's childhoods. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it, especially for my generation, uh, they were right time, right place for sure when they really caught on. I mean, that's when you know people were really getting into the kung fu movies and such. They were kind of making a comeback then too, as well. I remember. Do you remember the American Ninja movies? I do. Yes. Yeah, I I love those as well. So uh, like, uh, so this was like a perfect time for little little uh, kid Johnny uh, when these things when the turtles came out uh, I think they'll be around for quite some time I do also feel to be fair they'll go they'll have their ups and downs in popularity but that's with anything I mean that's even with uh, you know if you told me at one point that the Fantastic Four would not be popular I would think you're dumb but here we are so here we are yes yeah. yes it, somehow it's it's been it's happened <laughs> yes. uh, I, I think as long as the property is handled correctly which yeah. Which, um, you know, it, it's it's a challenge sometimes. Some, you know, like Michael Bay, uh, will milk out every single penny it can by and destroy destroy a property. Yeah. Um, if you know, if it if it ends up in the right hands, if it's done correctly, it, it can continue. Well, I mean, uh, it's even, not going to go back to. Yeah, they even just announced that uh, Nickelodeon made a deal with uh, Netflix. And one of the shows they're going to be bringing over there would be a Ninja Turtle show. So, like, even now they're still making, uh, you know, still making pop culture news. Good. So, I mean, that's that's super important. You know, I mean, there are shows that come and go. You know, that a lot of the '80s shows, like like He Man and Thundercats and stuff, like those big properties. They, uh, you know, came and went. They're still known. Um, but there's little to no interest in, in bringing those back and reviving them. They like to leave them as it is. The fact that TMNT is a, is a property that constantly is revivaled every seemingly five years or so at least, um, you know, it, it goes to show that there is still money to be made in that regard. And, and yeah, that, that TMNT is, you know, it's it, it's good. And, and, you know what I mean, I know young kids who don't even know what the original movies are, and they absolutely love, uh, you know, the Ninja Turtle. That's how transitional that property has been. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I didn't even cover the video games. I didn't even jump onto those, and those uh, did really well for them, especially the original uh, trilogy on the on the Nintendo Entertainment System. So, oh yeah, so the, the Ninja Turtles three to this day is one of my all time favorite uh, video games ever. Uh, but yeah, uh, man, I love the Turtles. I'm, I was very happy to do this to research this one. Man, I had such a great time. Let's kind of cover the. You said the uh, the the. Uh, I'll go to. Retro Pop on Facebook and follow our yes. Facebook page there, please. Uh, we already got a nice growing community there. Join join us over there. That's where we can uh, discuss things with you. And for every subject matter that we have, uh, we try to do a little tournament for it. And we, of course, did one for the Ninja Turtles where we just fitted uh, different characters from the uh, from that universe on there to see which one people like the most. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I knew it would come down to the four turtles. That's basically what happened, right? 
Yes, yes, it did. Um, it don't. I think uh, Leonard. One of them almost lost a splinter, though. It was real, real tight. Yeah. Um, real, real tight. But I think winning right now. And I just I posted it when we started the episode. Uh, where are you? Michelangelo's leading the poll right now. Yeah, seventy three percent to twenty seven percent. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's just the uh, out of the all four personality wise, he's the most likable. So I get it. Uh, still mad he beat Rafael, who's my favorite though. I'm a Donatello guy myself. Oh, Donatello was the best one to pick in the video games. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah. That, just, yeah, that most staff was incredible. <laughs> it was so good. So good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, – yeah, do the tournaments. We got T-shirts. I'm probably going to put out a T-shirt for every episode theme that we have too. Um, yeah, there, there's we got so much going on. Uh, you know, I just – we just got a studio, myself and my uh, co-host on the panel discussion, Greg – uh, we just got a studio, so I mean, if you your interactivity helps us, you purchasing a T-shirt helps myself and Johnny out. You know, we invest a lot of hours, a lot of time into you know doing this research. So if you want to buy a T-shirt and help us out, it would be uh, be greatly appreciated. But yeah, do you we know, got a, we got a uh, pretty you know good where community they, where they can go to look at the T-shirts. Uh, I mean, I post a link on our Facebook page, but the okay. the actual uh, store is Shopify. Shopify. Um, so you'd be able to search retro pop. We have a store, but yeah, all the links are posted on our Facebook page. If you want to come check it out, but yeah, this was a great episode, Johnny. I'm glad you picked it and I'm really excited for, uh, uh, next, next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're, I think we're doing a good job of these. The, we're going to have three episodes in a row that are kind of linked together in a way. Essentially. Um, and I can't wait for this. You know, I like talking video games with the right people and our next episode is going to be. Video game arcades. Yes, I am excited for this one. <laughs> this is going to be, we're going to have a great mini tournament, uh, a great poll tournament on our Facebook page. You know, video game arcade culture, it's, oh man, it's, it's uh, that's something that I, I really truly miss. You yeah, know what I mean? Me and I think, yeah. I think it can go back to that, but, you know, th- th- there can be ways to go back to that, but it's, you know that nothing will beat '80s arcade gaming, no. and I can't wait to talk about some of my personal favorites, the history of it, um, and so much more. Man, it's it's going to be a fun episode. I have a lot of great memories uh, in arcades from, excuse me, back in back in the day. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to discuss NBA Jam. <laughs> oh yeah, because that was that was my uh, that was my gym back in the day. Yes, in the arcades. <laughs> uh, but uh, for I think that's all we got for Matt. Uh, I'm Johnny. Thank you for listening, and honestly. Uh, we've, we've been getting a lot of great support for the show for retro pop and we very much appreciate it. Uh, so stay tuned to the next episode in which we will have fun discussing and going back to the arcades.